WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Boyle Water Advisory remains in effect for Lincoln Township, Royalton Township, and part of St. Joseph Township. St. Joseph Water Plant Supervisor Jack Alimenti tells us the city noticed a significant drop in water pressure in the area of Marquette Woods Road and Hickory Creek starting Saturday morning. A major water main break was then discovered. It's a 24-inch line, so it's a large line. Hence, a lot of water was lost. So over the course of maybe two and a half hours, five million gallons was lost out of the system. Alimenti tells us the entire water system uses about eight to ten million gallons per day on a summer day. The water tower was replenished on Saturday afternoon. Meanwhile, the damaged water line was isolated and system pressure was restored on Saturday while flushing of the lines began. That wrapped up today along with the testing. However, it takes about 24 hours to obtain the test results. Alimenti says if the tests are good and the state of Michigan is satisfied, the Boyle Water Advisory could be released by the state tomorrow. If the tests are not good, there will be additional tests and the advisory will be extended. We could learn more tomorrow afternoon. Meanwhile, part of Marquette Woods Road in Lincoln Township is closed this week. The Berrien County Road Department says Marquette Woods between South Roosevelt Road and Cleveland Avenue is shut down to traffic due to the water main break that has resulted in a boil order for parts of St. Joe Township, Lincoln Township, and Royalton Township. The detour will take drivers down Cleveland Avenue to John Beers Road and back to South Roosevelt, or the other way, depending on which direction you're going. The Road Department will post updates as they're available. The life sentence given to Efren Parides by Berrien County Judge Charles Lasada back in May has been upheld by the Michigan Court of Appeals. The court ruled last week that Lasada did not commit an error by resentencing Parides to the same sentence he originally received back in 1989. The state court ordered a resentencing for Parides last year following a U.S. Supreme Court decision that found mandatory life without parole sentences for juveniles to be unconstitutional. However, judges can still sentence juveniles to life without parole in some cases. Judge Lasada issued the life without parole sentence to Parides in May after Parides was granted a resentencing. The Michigan Appeals Court wrote last week, quote, We conclude that the trial court did not abuse its discretion in resentencing the defendant to life without parole. Parides was 15 when he shot and killed store manager Rick Teslaff during a robbery at Rogers Vineland Supermarket in St. Joe on March 8th of 1989. He's appealed multiple times, claiming that he's innocent. Congressman Bill Heisinga says an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden is on the table as the U.S. House investigates the Biden family's finances. Heisinga says there's been too much stonewalling from federal agencies as they look into the case involving Hunter Biden. These are very serious accusations. And seeing what happened with the plea deal with uh, with Hunter Biden down in Delaware at the courts there, there's just red flag after red flag after red flag. Heisinga says the House wants answers. It's not anything anyone relishes. I don't think anyone wants to go in that direction. But it does mean that these supposedly independent agencies like the FBI and the Department of Justice better start cooperating. As the investigation continues, Heisinger says an impeachment inquiry is a, quote, option that can't be taken off the table. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has indicated an impeachment inquiry is possible. It would only be the first step in an actual impeachment. A Decatur woman has been arraigned on a charge of embezzlement from a vulnerable adult after prosecutors say she stole money from a family member in a residential care facility. The Michigan Attorney General's office says 61-year-old Lori Lescovi served as a co-guardian and sole conservator for a family member who started residing in a residential care facility in 2014. 
In that court-appointed position, she held complete control over her ward's finances, including a bank account, until her removal from the role in 2022. It's alleged that Lascovi began stealing funds in 2017 using the victim's bank account to obtain cash and pay personal bills totaling more than $100,000. She faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. At her arraignment in Kalamazoo on Friday, she was given a $20,000 personal recognizance bond. She's due back in court for a pre-exam conference on August 10th. There's been a conviction in a cold case murder in Van Buren County. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says Juan Luis Solis Reina fatally shot Jose Cruz Armijo Araguen and dumped his body in a Decatur vineyard on April 24th of 1995. Solis Reina had fled to Mexico. He was found and arrested in October of last year and brought back to Michigan. A jury on Friday found him guilty of second-degree murder and felony firearm. He'll be sentenced on September 18th. The family of Armijo Araguen says it just wants closure in the case. A 25-year-old man from Mexico is drowned in a pond in Van Buren County. The Sheriff's Department says he was with other people when they fell out of a boat into the water in the pond in the 65,000 block of 48th Avenue in Bangor Township on Sunday about 6.30 p.m. They say the man couldn't swim. He was found by the Sheriff's Department's dive team in about 10 feet of murky water with no visibility and life-saving efforts on shore were not successful. His three friends told deputies they had gone out in a small boat despite holes in the boat, and while they were all able to get back to shore and once the boat sank, one of them ran down the road to wave down a passerby to get them to call 911 for help. The man's death remains under investigation, and no names have been released. Coming up this month will be two events at the Michigan Maritime Museum in South Haven to highlight everyone's role in keeping the Great Lakes clean. The museum's Ashley Deming tells us the rain gutter regatta will be a chance for everyone to make their own boats out of water bottles and then race them. For the regatta, we actually have recycled water bottles and donated to us, and we've cleaned them all out, so they're all sanitary and ready to use, and then they can take their boats home. Everyone can decorate their bottle boats with provided materials. The event will be August 11th from 1 to 3 p.m. Up next will be Make a Splash with Trash on August 19th. That's a beach cleanup to be followed by art making using materials that have just been collected. Deming says the museum teams up with the South Haven Center for the Arts for the session. I am always fascinated by the imaginations of the people that do this. Of course, it's, it is family-friendly, so a lot of kids are involved in this as well. And really, kids see things in shapes that we could never even imagine. Make a Splash with Trash will be August 19th from 9.30 a.m. to noon. The Rain Gutter Regatta will be free with museum admission, while Make a Splash with Trash will be free and open to everyone. Anyone interested can find out more at michiganmaritimemuseum.org. And are you looking for a new job? It turns out a lot of people are, according to new research by Robert Half Staffing Firm. What we found, professionals are continuing to explore their options, even in the rumored poor economy. So our research showed 25% of workers are currently looking for a new role and another 24% plan to start searching by year-end. Robert Half Recruiting Manager Shannon Edlinger says those most likely to switch jobs are Gen Zers, tech pros, and working parents. She says they're motivated by better salary, better benefits and perks, and remote work options. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Congress has already started its August recess, and lawmakers are back home in their districts for the next couple of weeks. So official Washington is quieting down. President Joe Biden is spending the week at his beach home in Delaware. 
ABC's Karen Travers has details on how that continues a tradition of August vacation for presidents. Like millions of Americans, President Biden is taking a little vacation time with family, spending a week at his beach home in Rehoboth, Delaware. The president and first lady went on a bike ride Monday morning, waving to reporters but not stopping to talk. Previous presidents have also taken some time away from the White House in August. Donald Trump went to his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. Barack Obama spent time on Martha's Vineyard. And George W. Bush would head to his ranch in Crawford, Texas for several weeks at a time. Biden's press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, like her predecessors, working for previous administrations, has said before that the president can be president anywhere. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The property manager of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate has made his first court appearance on charges in the ex-president's classified documents case. Carlos de Oliveira didn't enter a plea on Monday because he hasn't found a Florida-based attorney to represent him. He's accused of scheming with Trump to try to delete security footage that investigators wanted. He was added last week to the indictment with Trump and the Republican ex-president's valet, Walt Nada. De Oliveira faces charges including conspiracy to obstruct justice and lying to investigators. He was ordered to turn over his passport and agree to pay $100,000 if he does not appear in court. Arraignment is scheduled for August 10th in Fort Pierce. Meanwhile, sources are telling ABC News the running tab for Donald Trump's legal fees is already more than $40 million, and to cover similar bills piling up from Trump's allies... The sources say his team is creating a legal defense fund. Morph maybe sees John Santucci. The reality is that if someone has you on the hook, either paying you or taking care of your legal defense, the question is loyalty. Are you going to be honest? Are you going to be truthful? And that really has been a key focus of this superseding indictment, because part of the reason why Dale Avera was charged by special counsel Jack Smith was for lying about a conversation he allegedly had with Donald Trump and Walt Nauta and others about deleting that surveillance footage. At about its halfway point, the record-breaking hot and extreme summer of 2023 is both unprecedented and unsurprising. Killer heat, deadly floods, smoke from wildfires, and chokes. Scientists say they've been talking about this for a long time, but the really hot seawater worries them, and there's no relief in sight. Forecasters predict a hotter-than-normal August and September. Records are being demolished, and people are dying. Scientists say it's mostly climate change with a bit of El Nino. After a summer like this, at least one expert wonders why the world continues to burn fossil fuels. The Republican-led Oversight Committee in the House is hearing closed-door testimony today from a business associate of President Biden's son, Hunter. It's part of the continued House GOP investigations into the business dealings of the president's son. More from ABC's Jay O'Brien. Devin Archer, a key business associate of Hunter Biden's, ignored reporters' questions Monday morning when he arrived at a congressional office building to give closed-door testimony to the House Oversight Committee. Committee Republicans leading the investigation say Archer can provide key evidence which they believe will link Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings to his father, President Biden. The president has denied knowledge of his son's work, and House Republicans have yet to offer definitive evidence to the contrary. The top Democrat in the House, Hakeem Jeffries, recently accusing Republicans of, quote, peddling conspiracy theories. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. Idaho mother Lori Vallow Daybell has been sentenced to life in prison without parole in the murders of her two youngest children and a romantic rival. The case has included bizarre claims that her son and daughter were zombies and she was a goddess sent to usher in the biblical apocalypse. Vallow Daybell was found guilty in May of killing her two youngest children, ages 7 and 16, as well as conspiring to kill Tammy Daybell, who was previously married to Vallow Daybell's fifth husband. The judge overheard testimony from several representatives of the victims, including Vallow Daybell's only surviving son. The judge says Vallow Daybell will serve three life sentences, one after the other. 
The CDC is out with updated numbers on COVID-19 amid the summer heat. ABC's Derek Dennis reports. With more Americans spending time indoors away from the brutal summer heat comes an uptick in COVID hospitalizations. For the week ending July 15th, about 7,100 cases compared to about 6,400 from the week before. But help is coming. A new booster shot is in the works, likely available in the fall. Dr. John Brownstein with Harvard Medical School and Boston Children's Hospital says there's no word yet on which age groups will be covered. You will likely see recommendations that are broadly population-wide. For now, researchers say we're seeing some of the lowest COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths since the pandemic began. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Meanwhile, the National Institutes of Health is starting some studies to test possible treatments for long COVID. Millions of people are estimated to have the mysterious condition. The studies are small, but each will tackle multiple possible therapies for things like brain fog, sleep disturbances, and a theory that lingering virus may at least be partly to blame. The studies are part of the Recover Project, which had to unravel what the most common and burdensome symptoms of long COVID are before doing the studies. And actor and comedian Paul Rubens, best known for playing Pee Wee Herman, has died at the age of 70. Turns out the guy playing Pee Wee Herman was privately battling cancer for years. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. Paul Rubens apologized to his fans for not going public about his cancer battle, that according to a statement posted on social media after Rubens' death. He revealed he'd been fighting cancer for six years and loved his fans and friends and loved making art for them. The statement from his rep said that Rubens passed Sunday night. I meant to do that. Best known for the character Pee Wee Herman, a childlike Peter Pan type that Rubens cultivated and played for years. He was a three-time Emmy nominee with over 120 acting credits from the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. Hello, Tuna. Enchanté, George. To more recently, The Connors and The Blacklist. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.